I'm gonna make him an offer to gamble. Frankly, my dear, I don't give a damn. Oh, what a day! What a lovely day! I've been around the station a few times. With the first pick in the draft. Hello and welcome to the Film Draft Podcast. We are here for episode five. Uh, I'm your host, Jacob, and with me as always is my co-host, Jaron Heron. How you doing? Uh, not doing too bad, Jacob. Feeling a little bit of FOMO as we're recording this right now. It's Barbenheimer week and um, with we're filming in about five days, so I don't have a second to go to the theatre to see even one of them. I want to do that double feature, but I'm going to have to push it. But um, yeah, a bit, bit of FOMO, but um, I'm taking time off to do this, which I'm very, very excited about. What about yourself? Yeah, uh, I had a great time with Barbenheimer Weekend. Big fan of both those films. Uh, obviously, we've just had uh, a sci-fi episode come out in honor of Nolan and Oppenheimer, and uh, I think it might have been our best one yet. Uh, but, you know, we've got a pretty banger one planned for today. Also, just want to shout out another film that dropped on Barbenheimer Weekend. They cloned Tyrone. Just watched it. Really good. Uh, don't let it get buried on Netflix. But enough of that. We have a very special guest today, and it's a guest who uh, we were never going to do today's topic without this guest. He's a film critic. He's uh, been one of our good friends uh, for years. He is, uh, you know, he's on a mission from God. It is uh, Michael Walsh, otherwise known as Movie Mike Reviews. How you doing, Mikey? Doing well, doing well. I'm not sure if I should bring up the fact that I've already planned my Barbenheimer round two. This coming weekend. I'm not sure if Jaron's going to be okay with that. Fuck you. Um, I'm going for Bobby round three tomorrow. I would be if Um, I could. But yes, no, I'm super stoked to be here. Uh, Huge fan of the podcast, been an avid listener since day one. Uh, Big fans of both of you guys and big fan of this topic. So can't wait to get into it. Thank you, man. Jaron, what are we talking about today? Absolutely. So a, a little movie came out. Um, a few weeks before uh, Barbenheimer, and it didn't do, it didn't have a massive splash opening weekend, but it's really stuck around. It's had legs, and that could be potentially because of the studio behind it. We are talking about Pixar's Elemental. Um, Pixar, I think, for me, was very formative in my younger years with um, the, the medium of animation, and um, through my film journey, it really um, opened my eyes to that medium. And, and from that, you know, you get into deeper things. But Pixar really had the chokehold on the animation medium for a long time, especially 2000s and 2010s. I think they've got mm, somewhere between 5, 10, 15 great, great, great films. Um, and I think maybe in the past six years, they've tapered off a bit to a bit some mediocrity. They've got a lot more competition now, but um, I'm a big fan of Pixar, but none more than this man, Michael. What's your, what's your journey with Pixar, Mikey? Yeah. Um, I grew up on their films, uh, but I would probably say that the time that I first became a film critic uh, was when I was 10. I went and saw Toy Story 3 and I came home and I opened the Wikipedia mm. page and I scrolled to the bottom. And you know how there's like the boxes at the bottom of a Wikipedia page that have got like related topics or other things. Yeah. And I clicked the Pixar animation box and I saw all the films and I just went on like a super neurodivergent deep dive where I was like, <laughs> you know, trying to find all the Easter eggs, memorize as much as I could about the films. Um, I then Isn't was obsessed a- with Cars 2. I was 11 when it came out. I could oh, name no. every background character. Prince William, great punch, <laughs> oh, great no. car. Are you going to be uh, drafting it? The things that I knew. Um but Pixar was also like, I wanted to be an animator. I resonated with their films um, as I grew up more and more. And I think as I've gotten older, I've come to appreciate 
themes that I didn't get when I was a kid. And that's the beauty of these films that are made for families and for all ages. Um, and the, like yeah. the best celebrity I ever met was Lee Unkrich, the director of Toy Story three. And I yeah. met him and he signed my Pixar character encyclopedia to Australia's biggest Pixar fan. So that's from his mouth. So, so I that's official now. Well, Australia's best Pixar fan, uh, let's get into it. Uh, you know the format. Each week we choose a topic and uh, each guest drafts five films each uh, and we go around in a snake order uh, to see who can have the best team. So the randomizer has selected the order today for the first time in our show's history. I do not have the last pick. I don't have the first pick, but uh, the order for today is Jaron, Jacob, Mikey. So unfortunately, the Pixar man has pulled the last pick, but uh, I think he's still going to be able to put together a pretty damn good team. Yes, I have God um, on my side. We'll be fine. Yes, you do. I'm frightened of this man. But, do you um, want to kick um, things <laughs> off, Jaron? I do. Um, with my number one pick, getting drafted at the number one seed in Pixar's entire pantheon, I am taking Inside Out. At pick number one. Nice. Um, (laughs) (laughs) um, Inside Out to me encapsulates what this studio can do at its absolute best. It takes um, this completely wild topic, which is the emotions of a human being, and it, um, it, it obviously characterizes them. It's incredibly tender. It is for everybody. Um, it, it, it will hit a five year old as much as it will hit a 30 year old. Um, it's beautiful to look at. It's hilarious. And uh, Inside Out really, really touches me deeply. It's one of my favorite animated films. Love it. Um, maybe their last true classic. Uh, so Mikey may have had some blood drawn from him there. Inside Out is my third favorite film of all time. Oh, wow. So that was going to be oh, your pick. So, yeah, like, thank you for that. <laughs> wow. I'm pulling the dagger out of my heart and out of my back and everywhere else. I didn't. I didn't know it. that. That's uh. So see, for a lot of people, that might that might be a four or five pick, not first. So you've been pretty unlucky for Jaron to take that. It's pretty well loved. It's pretty well loved. Such is life. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. All right. I'm, I apologize. So, I'm sorry. <laughs> all right. Now it is my turn for the second pick, and I'm between two films here for this one. Uh, two films that are very, very special to me in terms of Pixar, and uh, like honestly. I I do have a favorite, but it's really close. And I might just sort of gamble on the other one not being taken. But uh, look, honestly, either of these deserve to be my first pick. And I'm going with a Brad Bird film and I'm going with Ratatouille. Mm, yeah. It's, okay. uh, yeah. Um, this and one other one are very clear. My two favorite Pixar films. So Jaron didn't break my heart the way he did Mikey's with Inside Out. But uh, yeah, Ratatouille is <laughs> a gorgeous film about uh, one of the few films that can make you love rats right up there with the Suicide Squad. It's a beautiful film about food and about life and finding your passion and what you're meant to do. And uh, yeah, just absolutely love Ratatouille. It's definitely one of their most beautiful films from their golden era. Uh, so Mikey, you now have two picks. Uh in a row to make up for having your third favorite film of all time stolen. Good God. So yeah. uh, what have you, what have you got for us? Um, I'll be honest. You had me in the first half there when you said Brad Bird film, um, but I'm going to go with his other one. Uh, I mean, he's got three, nice. but you know what I'm going yep. for. It's the Incredibles. Yeah. Yep. That's, that's the other one I was tossing. Yeah. Incredibles it's, too. It's easily <laughs> official. Fantastic that's his official pick. We've ever gotten. Um, it's one of the best films about family. Uh, it's a film that I loved when I was a kid because I related to the kids. 
it's a film that as I get older, I relate more to the parents. Um, there's so much going on in that film, which is fantastic. Visually, uh, Michael Giacchino's score is iconic. God damn. Uh, honestly, there's not much that you can't love about The Incredibles. Uh, yeah. Ditto everything he just said. Uh, yeah, Baton Ratatouille great. honestly depends what day it is for, for my favorite. Uh, what do you got next? I'm going to go with uh, one of Pixar's two films that were nominated for Best Picture, uh, and I'm going to go with Toy Story 3. Yep. The yep. first Toy great Story pick. off the board great is the third pick. one. I think that's my favorite too. I think that'd be I'm a too. huge fan of all of them, and of course you can't deny the cinema uh, impact that the first film had, uh, just completely revolutionising what it could mean to use CGI to tell stories. Uh, yep. But Toy Story 3 is just such a beautiful ode to... Uh, aging and to childhood and adulthood. Um, there's just some really incredible things in there. Lotso is like an all-time Pixar villain. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, we're currently talking about Barbie these days. Michael Keaton as Ken, iconic. <laughs> oh, my God. Yes, man. Um, yes. Yeah, And also, so yeah, good. one of only three films, three animated films to ever be nominated for Best Picture uh, and the yep. last one thus far to do so. So no animated I think we're going to get the next one Ken. this year. Hopefully, hopefully, fingers well. crossed. Let's go. Yeah. Mm. Uh, all right. So I am now swinging back with another pick, and this is where the board opens up a bit, and there are the sort of there's a lot more common ground between the films. But uh, I think yeah. I'm pretty confident with what I'm going with next. Uh, it's a film that was a big part of my childhood, maybe the one I watched the most when I was a little kid, and that is going to be Monsters Inc. Classic. Uh, yes, look, yes. May, maybe a gamble, not leaping on a Toy Story film yet, but Monsters, Inc., uh, very, very special film to me. Uh, Mike and Sully, two of the most iconic animated characters in history, especially Mike Wazowski is still an absolute meme legend to this day. Um, <laughs> like Steve Buscemi as Randall, one of the great animated movie villains. Yes. Um, yeah, uh, genuinely scary and like heartbreaking all at once. Uh what a, man, I, I'm think, thinking about this. I need to watch it again. It's probably been like six years since I last watched Monsters oh, Inc. And I think I need to go dive back into my childhood and open up some of those scary doors. Do it. Do All it. Right. You won't regret so it. I'm going to move on to, yeah, no, nah, Monsters Incredible. I'm going to move to pick six. I do need to say I watch Monsters Inc. Um, and Toy Story 1 through 4 um, and the first Cars all the time with my son. Like all the yeah, time. I've nice. seen those movies a hundred times back to front. Um, the boy enjoys great. them all. They're old time. Yes. Yeah. They're awesome. old time. Yeah. Um, yeah they're no yeah, Moana. But... Well, and I will say, as a quick anecdote, we did put on Cars 2, um, and I watched 10 minutes of it, and I could not. No, I could not keep going with that shit. Could, like, did no Teddy way, enjoy man. it? So, are you saying even child Mikey didn't have taste? <laughs> no, Teddy was uninterested as well. I think, because, yeah, I don't know. It's really dark. <laughs> And it's on a, I don't know, it's on like a big boat and it's like a, a noir conspiracy. That's how it opens up. Like, it's not fun, man. No, like, no, we're... it's very violent and it continues that way. We recently watched it at work with the kids and I was surprised. Is str- isn't the strangest strange choice film. to go from a, a guy that wants to be the best at racing to a, an espionage neo-noir film with where cars get tortured to death? It's strange, so, man. It sounds kind of awesome. Maybe I should watch it again. I no, it's say, not. It's weirdly pathetic <laughs> that Eddie, since Izzard, it came out. Eddie Izzard played a character in that who starts as one thing and then it turns out to be a different kind of car. Uh, and yeah. their personal journey that they've been on is really inspiring. Uh, and it's weird that their character was always prophetic in Cars 2. 
Yeah. Well, I'm glad class two is getting some airplay because it's probably not getting drafted today. Jaron, you're up with two picks. Yeah, let's go. Two picks, excellent. I actually forgot I had two picks until you just said that. Um, so first of all, I'm going to go. So I was going to go um, classic and um, like and, and, and real real throwback to one of my childhood favorites, but I'm actually going to go contemporary. Jacob, you said Inside Out might be their best film since 2015. I think there were two better ones. Uh, well, not better ones, obviously, because I drafted inside out first. But I think but there two are two still other great ones. Two that were yep. great, and one of them that is so important to me, and I'm I was so scared it would get either. drafted, and I'm, I wanted it so badly, is Coco by Lee Unkridge. Good nice. choice. Um, I needed Co- uh, Coco. Is I think it is by far the most, and I mean the most gorgeous looking Pixar movie. It is absolutely incredible to look at. Um, I think the music is is the best at that in any Pixar movie as well. Um, mm-hmm. Not not the scores, maybe the like scores can be all time across all of them. But I'm saying more non diegetic music, um, diegetic. Sorry, um, the story about following your dreams. The story is about mortality, about family. Um, it's really really dark. Like Ernesto murdering his his dad and stealing his music is like fucked. Um, it's really dark and it's and it's great going into the underworld. Um, it's it's so creative and just one uh, hell of a to, voice cast too. Everyone in that oh my god, film yeah. is such a delight. <laughs> we get to learn a lot about that about that culture, and I cry ugly at the end um, for that about that yeah. song to Nana Coco every single time. I really every really time. do. It's one of the movies that can make me do that, so I had to include it. That's Coco. And let me have another look at the board because I I've honestly forgot I had to. All right, so I am going to go. Um, classic again this is one of my favorites and it really inspired my love for mostly silent cinema as a kid i'm picking wally at pick seven nice wally um i think wally was ahead of its time um it's it was the most beautiful um pixar movie to that date when it came out the way it also used space and the stars i think it also used space better than Pixar movies that just came out like two years ago. Um, again, I think the I think the voice cast is incredible. The story is really really moving, and it's just a it's a beautiful tribute to this to this this little creature and what we're doing to our Earth. It's really pathetic. And Wally, yeah, great pick. And another one that really stuck with me ever since I saw it as a kid. Um, all I mean, right, arguably, arguably, Wally and the Dark Knight in two thousand eight not getting into Best Picture is what led to them expanding it and leading Pixar to get to back-to-back nominations. My man in injecting yeah. Wally into Dark Knight's piece of lore. But no, you're probably right. <laughs> oh, I'm so right. I know I'm right. <laughs> I mean, in our hearts, you're you're correct at least. Um, morally, uh, in, as good a reason as any to change it up. All right, so my... Wait, can I, Tropic next, Thunder not getting into Best yeah. Picture in 2008 with the Dark Knight and Wally, perhaps why they moved it to 10 spots. In Bruges, not getting come on, no, nah, all right. Um, <laughs> okay, uh, this is the first episode that I haven't had to have two picks in a row at all, so it's it's kind of stress free. I like it. Um, Coco and Wally both exist within a group of three that were going to be my next picks, but uh, the film I had highest ranked out of those is the one you didn't take, so I'm pretty happy with this one. And the film I'm going to go with is another sort of slightly more recent Pixar film, but still one that was a, a part of my childhood or early teenage years. And uh, that is going to be up, which yes. uh, if I'm no. not mistaken, is that the other best picture nominee? That's the other best picture nominee. Yep. Yeah. So the, so the first the... ever animated film is Beauty and the Beast in 1993. Uh, yeah. And then it's up in 2009, Toy Story 3 in 2010. 
So the Oscars are on my team's side here. But no, Up is a film that I've always loved. I know some people maybe have some criticisms with the third act, but I think it's just so full of wonder and imagination. And um, that that opening five minutes, dude, I know it's been talked about to death, but holy shit, is there anything more gut-wrenching in a studio full of gut-wrenching emotional moments? Um, Ed Asner rules in that. It's such a cool, unique sort of voice cast. I'm just looking at it now, like Delroy Lindo's in this. Hell yeah. Like, uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Up's an absolute uh, emotional knockout uh just as coco and wally are and uh those are truly like a trio of great original pixar films and stuff i wish they were still doing today yeah 100 fantastic all right, all right. Uh, mikey two picks back to me two picks very keen very excited uh this whole time i've been waiting and hoping that no one would take it uh and so i'm really glad that i get to draft finding nemo yeah. Nice. Finding Nemo was the first movie that I ever owned on DVD before we had a DVD player. So my parents were forced to buy a DVD player so I could watch Finding Nemo. <laughs> I never watched the opening 10 minutes for like the first couple of years because it scared me too much. That Barracuda is terrifying. <laughs> but also yeah. Thomas Newman's gentle poetic score in that film is incredible. Um, and it's a great film about Australia, not made by Australians, but I think it does really well to actually capture a lot of at least Sydney culture as someone who lives in Sydney. Um, I think the development P. Sherman, of, 42 Wallaby Way, Sydney. It's a great place. I've been there. Um, no, <laughs> Is I it do... a real place? We're actually, uh, you haven't heard last week's episode, but last week's episode, Finding Nemo was drafted as well. Um, by me, uh, the category was ocean movies, but, uh, and, uh, we were actually wondering like, is P Sherman 42 Wallaby way, Sydney, a real place. So Mikey's got the details. There are multiple 42 Wallaby ways in Sydney. Uh, (laughs) so finding Nemo lied to us. Um, but yeah, no, look, I think finding Nemo Nemo uh, didn't tell you there was only one. It just showed one of them. Yeah. True. True. And I have to say a film made in 2003, the underwater CGI in that film still holds up. 100%, yeah. Can't argue with that. Um, And uh, for my next film, uh, for my fourth draft pick, uh, Mm -hmm. looking, it feels a bit unfair to both of you, but I'm looking at my list, and at this stage, I would be remiss to not pick Toy Story 2. Yeah. yeah. I feel like the only reason it slipped this late is because you already had a Toy Story movie, and you're like, I don't need to jump on another one just yet, but I'm shocked Toy Story 2 has slipped this low. Again, Toy Story 2, like, the story behind how that film came about is insane in itself. Oh, yeah. And so the fact that it is yeah. as good as it is, arguably better than the first, uh, has such long-lasting characters. Um, when Somebody Loved Me is a song that made me cry as a child and makes me cry as an adult. Um, what an incredible ballad. Um, look, I just think Toy Story 2 yeah, same. Uh, helped cement Pixar on the map their third film, uh, it's an easy pick from me. Great stuff. Yeah. Uh, and now I am up. We can't let Mikey hog all the Toy Story movies. And uh, 
Jaron might be end up and end up getting left with some sloppy seconds, but some pretty good <laughs> sloppy seconds, I, I would say. But uh, I'm gonna be taking Toy Story, the first one, and I'm pretty happy yeah. with this one. I said three's my favorite. I knew that was gonna go early, but out of one and two, I'm a one man myself. I haven't seen two since I was a kid, so I really need to rewatch that because I oh know God. how highly regarded it was. But Toy Story one is a film that I do still rewatch pretty regularly, oh, and uh, yeah, it really is the one that started it all. It's a film that it's it's a miracle that it exists. Is that the film that they nearly lost and then? We're lucky to have a backup. No, that's, that's, Toy Story Story one. that's the second. That is one. Toy Story two. I uh, take that back. One. I don't want to support Mikey's team any further with fun <laughs> anecdotes. <laughs> but um, <laughs> but no, Toy Story one. Uh, yeah, what a picture. Buzz Buzz Lightyear, especially in that film, is maybe one of my favorite uses of him. Um, yeah, such a such a fun character creation. Um, yeah, so that that's my Toy Story pick, and I'm pretty stoked to have gotten it at pick four after getting three very beloved films for me before it. Absolutely. Um, I'm going to move on to my last two picks and I'm going to wrap up my list. Um, so <laughs> my strategy was to leave the Toy Stories to last because I figured that there was at least going to be a couple left come the end of my list, but I seem to have fucked up. <laughs> Hey, look, I, I thought we were only going to take one each. So I think it was a sound strategy. I was kind of waiting till you yes. guys maybe had one and then I'd swoop on the third one. But I didn't think one would well. take two. I, the fourth I one's do, really good. It is. I don't know if it's that's what you're thinking. But... The fourth one's fucking great. Um, so first I'm going um, to – I have 12 and 13 and they're interchangeable for me at the moment because obviously I um, – I have them both, uh, so there's no risk of me losing them. But my 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 number twelve pick, I'm going to go ahead and draft Pete Doctor's Soul. Good choice. Yep. Yeah, um, nice. That was probably Soul next is, on my board too. Same. Soul same. is beautiful. Um, it's a it's it's a really great film. A great cast. Tina Fey and Jamie Fox are incredible. Um, I do need. I I watched this um about maybe a month before my first son was born with my wife mm. and it was so existential about about like the how sensitive life is and how easily it can be taken and how how important it is when it's actually brought to earth it was really really touching and really moving for both of us so it's a movie we definitely bonded over and and um yeah that was a very emotional movie for us i, I love soul so that that's an important place for me i'm glad that it slipped down to 12 and i could grab it um, honestly, I thought Soul Jacob would have been one that was taken maybe before a Toy Story number one, but I'm glad. Yeah, that I, I don't know. It. I think it's it's lumped in with a lot of those great Pixar originals, and I think mm. it might might be the last truly great Pixar original left on the board. There's some still some quite good ones, but uh, yes, Soul I think, I think is their their best film in quite a while. It's a film yes, that's to age, I think, as well. Like, it's still so fresh yes. to you and it was beloved, but I think people want to see if it stands the test like some of those earlier films. And I'm just still salty that I didn't get to see it in a cinema. Like, it's a yeah, film. Yeah, that was that's a, fair. And that one. on my TV, that was good. Yeah. They made yeah, a mistake of getting people used to streaming services, so now no one's going to see the ones that are actually getting released in theatres. Like... 2020, 2021, yeah. 2020, 2023. It's, it's nearly four year, years old, but... and people still think about it. Um, but yeah, that was yeah, no, Let's move on. Great Let's go to my last pick. Thank you. Uh, yeah, amazing score. Yes. Um, I'll go to my last pick, and like we were talking about this, um, uh, I'm not sure how many great films there are left. I think there's a lot of good ones, and then a lot that I am not a fan of. But I'm mm-hmm. going to take the last film that I really, really, really love, and... Um, it, it does mean wiping all the Toy Stories off the board. Um, and it might be, it, look, it might be 
the least out of my four uh, Toy Story rankings, but that doesn't make it any worse. Toy Story 4 is fucking great. It was a huge swing and it landed. It is the most mature Toy Story movie. It actually pushes Woody further than any of the other films did where it actually has yep. him yep. contemplate moving on and, and maybe, maybe being lost isn't the worst thing. Like, are you lost if you're owned or are you lost if you have no purpose? And I think Woody towards the end of that decides he's lost because he has no purpose and then becoming a lost toy and and joining Bo gives him purpose and he's not lost anymore. And I think that's a really, really mature theme. It's beautifully animated. The new characters are all great. I watch this one a lot. Toy Story 4. Shout out my guy Forky. No, Toy Toy Story, I'm actually... Forky is a king. We stand Forky. You, you've yeah. hurt me here because Toy Story 4 is the last film left on the board that I truly love as well. So now I'm dipping into, <laughs> I think I've still got one film that I really like and it it may not be a film that's going to win me the fan vote, but I do think this is a fucking great movie and um, probably my favorite one of the last couple of years. And uh, for my final pick, I'm going to be taking Turning Red. Okay. Uh, I'm not, yeah, I'm, I'm not sure what you guys thought of this one, but... Um, I thought it was right up there with some of the best animated films of, was it last year or the year before? I can't even remember. I think it was last year. Last year. Yes. Yeah. But I think it's one of their best films in recent years. It, the animation is very fun and playful. It does some mm. super cool kaiju stuff in the third act. Uh, it's very like an unashamed film about like women and girls and growing up. And um, I think it's going to be a really important film for a lot of kids. And uh, looking at their most recent output, it's definitely the one that uh, I've enjoyed the most. So Turning Red is going to round out my team. Mikey, I'm very curious to see how you finish things off. Yeah, look, I'm I'm tossing up between three films that I think, yeah, for me, just sit below the great tier when it comes to Pixar. Um, and there's a there's a classic in here. Uh, and there's two of their more recent films that I think are really good. Um, and I'm going to go out uh, on a limb here. And I'm going to pick Pixar's latest film, Elemental. Oh, now this is an interesting one because I have not seen it. I think Jaron watched it today for the show. Fantastic. Yeah. I don't know what you think. I saw it at the Sydney Film Festival at the Australian premiere uh, in the State Theatre, which was filled with families. And having seen the last couple of Pixar films, not in a cinema, to see it in a cinema with families was really special. But I also think that whilst Elemental on paper to some looks like Pixar parodying Pixar, I think what they're able to do with creating an authentic, mature story about uh, immigration and the expectations that are put on generational um, immigrants and their uh, roles and responsibilities in community and carrying on culture, I think is fascinating. I think it's also a really sweet and unabashed, it wears its heart on its sleeve as a rom-com. And I really found it sweet and was won over by it. Uh, Thomas Newman, again, incredible music. Uh, That's one of the things that uh, Pixar has in every single one of their films uh, in terms of quality is their films always have incredible scores. Absolutely incredible film, uh, music. So uh, I'm going to go out on a limb and pick Elemental as my Jaron, what did you think about Elemental? You watched it very recently. Yeah, didn't I'm smiling like it at all. Here because didn't I think like, like he might have just lost Jaron's vote. I did not like it at all. Um, I, 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 I cannot begrudge the fact that Mikey was a huge fan of it for the experience. Um, because 
your story, like it, just that anecdote in itself is is moving. Like this is your favorite studio. You haven't got to see anything they've done in, in ages. And then you go to this packed cinema with all these families at this film festival. Of course, that would, that would really, um, really uh, enhance the experience. For me, I just felt like, it, uh, we could talk about it more later, but I just thought um, there was an attempt to create a story surrounding these important themes, like, you know, immigrant bigotry and living up to an impossible legacy, but they were ultimately fumbled and displaced with a story that you could honestly play racism for kids or a fucking G-rated rom-com bingo with and, bing, and, and win every single time. It seemed really surface level. It was like Zootopia and Avatar The Last Airman are kind of smashed together, but it lost its subtlety. Um, uh yeah, I, I also think I was trying to watch my favorite movies and my inspiration before our film next week. So I had I paused it to watch Elemental. So maybe I was a little bit pre-bitter from that. But um, I, di- I did think it looked really great and the music was great and the voice cast um, was really, really good. So if you've seen, there's this um, TV show with Mamadou Athey called... Um, uh, I don't remember. It was on Netflix. Um, it was about a guy that finds film reels and archive 13 or something like that. It's amazing. And he's incredible in it. And I'm glad to see him do big budget movies, but anyway, archive 81? Elemental. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. All right, cool. Fucking great. Yeah. Mama Dad, he's cool. But yeah, no, um, great pick. And I, um, again, I can't have to it, reserve comment because I haven't seen yeah. it. Um, I do, yeah. I do have hope because a lot of people I respect have said that they really liked it, but, um, it's got good reviews. I am in the minority and I didn't hate it. I just didn't like it that much. All right. So we have come to the end of the video. Um, Now this is the time, the video, I'm looking at our webcams. This is an audio medium. We have come to the end of the audio podcast that you are listening to. And thank you very much for listening to this (laughs) audio podcast. Uh, So we are each going to recap all this and uh, talk about how we feel and then uh, vote on the best. Voting is always tricky when we've only got three of us because, um, you know, you're often going to end up with a tie or something. But uh, let's start with draft order. Jaron, I'm actually going to let you go first for once. Uh, wow. Well, wow. Recap your list and how do you feel about it? Thank you. Um, so I've got Inside Out, Coco, Wally, Soul and Toy Story 4. Um, I love all of these movies. I didn't have to draft a movie that I'm so-so on, which I'm really happy about. So I think getting that first one was important because I think there's just less than 15 really great films. Um, obviously, my my oldest film on this list is, what, 2008? So it's more um, contemporary skewing. Um, that wasn't by design. I did want to draft an early Toy Story film, but um, it didn't fall that way. But I'm I'm not mad because Toy Story 4 has all the charm and heart of those early ones. It's just more modern. Um, and I, I love this list. Um, and so I'm going to – we do, should I pick mine now? Uh, we'll we'll, we'll do our recaps and, the, and, then, and then we'll do the votes. Beautiful. I forgot uh, how our own podcast worked for a second. So, I mean, so we've, Jacob, I think we've, done it, we've done it both ways. But I think yeah. when we did it, when we voted right after, I was forgetting who was voting for who yeah. and everything. Yeah, <laughs> so um, my list, I drafted Ratatouille, Monsters, Inc., Up, Toy Story, and Turning Red. Now, I'm pretty stoked with this list. I think Jaren's got a better uh, fifth man uh, than I do, but... Uh, other than that, I got three of my beloved absolute favorites, uh, especially like Up. I think I was really happy it slipped to me because it was ahead in that sort of middle group for me. And I'm happy that I think I've got a film from that sort of represents each era. You've got the early days of mm. Toy Story yep. uh, as they started ramping up with Monsters, Inc. And then Ratatouille and Up as we head 
into the real golden age and then a later one with turning red which again isn't one of my absolute favorites but um it is my next favorite after toy story 4 which is a pretty goddamn great film so uh, yeah overall pretty happy mikey what did you pick yeah uh i drafted the incredibles toy story 3 finding nemo toy story 2 and elemental and I think similarly to Jacob, I've got a good spectrum of kind of earlier films, most recent film, um, kind of uh, looking across, you know, the fact that they can do original, they can do sequels, uh, sometimes that are good. Uh, but I truly think... That and you got probably the two best sequels they've done, so... Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, and uh, and I, I do want to just give some, some shout-outs to the two other films that I was tossing up mm. for that what? Honorable mentions. Uh, which was Luca and A Bug's Life. Yep. Um, Luca's the one Luca, I was tossing between turning red with. That's as close as they've gotten to making a Studio Ghibli film. Yes, exactly what I was going to say. It's just such a beautiful slice of life. Um, and then A Bug's Life, you know, I think it's underrated. It's sandwiched between Toy Story and Toy Story 2, 1997. People kind of remember it more for, like, it being compared to Ants from DreamWorks. Uh, <laughs> but I think A Bug's Life actually is a film that really holds up. Uh, and has some fantastic comedy and comedic line deliveries. Uh, there are some very memorable lines uh, from that film. Um, so those are my honourable mentions. Also, I like Brave. I just want to throw some yeah. love to Brave. Um, 2012 was Brave a weird year. There. Disney made Wreck-It Ralph, which felt like a Pixar film, and Pixar made Brave, which felt like a <laughs> Disney film. And that's not a bad yeah. thing. Wreck-It Ralph was the better one there for me, but yes. I, I do like Brave. Jaren, is there Certainly. any other last films you want to shout? Any other last ones I want to shout? Um, uh, yeah, one more, I guess, that you guys didn't mention for me, and this is probably an unpopular one as well, maybe like your brave take was, but I fucking love Onward. Onward no, was buried good. at the I start of the uh, pandemic. Um, and Onward, is a, it's a really personal story about these two guys. Um, maybe they cast a little bit too broadly with Pratt and Holland. I do think they're very good, though. Um, but these two guys that never knew their dad, and in the end, um, they're, they're trying to bring him back. And in the end, one of them has to make a sacrifice to not do that. And the way that that comes about is really, really moving. It's basically the Dungeons and Dragons movie we had before Dungeons and Dragons Honor Among Thieves came out. It's easily yeah. the second best D&D movie we have. Um, and yeah, I, I fucking love Onward. And besides that, there are no ones that really stick out to me. Um, I think it's funny that Pixar have made, what, seven sequels maybe? And the three best sequels are all sequel to one film, Toy Story. Um, yeah. <laughs> They haven't really nailed the sequel outside of the Toy Story franchise. Um, I do think um, A Bug's Life is also, uh, um, I think Luca and A Bug's Life are not bad. Um, a Bug's Life is is actually quite good. It's much better than Ants. But I do love yeah. that, toy, that, that joke in the end credits of Toy Story 2 where you've got the bugs from A Bug's Life and they're like, oh, my God, I can't believe they greenlit A Bug's Life 2. We must have done really well. And then one of them's like, well, it's a number two, but it's actually not A Bug's Life. And then they get smacked off the plant by Buzz oh, during no. a take. It's really great. Um, really great meta humor by the studio. Um, but, yeah, let's go into who we pick. All right, I yeah. think we leave the yes. guest uh, for last. So Jar let's mm -hmm. go and draft order. Jaron, whose list are you taking? All right, this is tricky. I get to talk about these lists a little bit more. So um, Jacob's list, Ratatouille, Monsters, Inc., up, Toy Story, Turning Red. Um, I after Outside the first five minutes of up, I think it's a little bit downhill. I think it's a, the sum of its parts. Um, like you said, some people complain about the third act. Some people is me. 
Um, I also don't <laughs> really like turning red. I think the coming of age elements are great and I really like the mm. character. And then again, in the last act, when it turns into a kaiju monster fest, it just kind of loses me. I think all don't of the nuance out of the better? story. No, I think the nuance out of the story was li- quite literally blown out of proportion. Um, and I, I like yeah. chicken kaiju movies with my fifth spot, Pacific Rim. Yeah, I know. Rise up. <laughs> um, and then with Mikey, I, um, Toy Story 3 is my favorite Pixar movie with Inside Out. Um, and I love all four of those picks. The only thing is I do not like Elemental. I like it less than I like Turning Red. Um, so it's, uh, yeah, it's just This is a really hard one to pick for me it as is. well. I mean, yeah. I know that I, I didn't go for nostalgia, so I'm going to lose heaps of votes there. But um, I, anyway, between you two, I think I'm going to have to go Mikey because Toy Story 3 is my favorite Pixar film with Inside Out. You've got Toy Story 2 there, which is amazing. Finding Nemo and Incredibles are all time. Um, and then I'm not a big fan of Elemental, but Jacob's got two movies I'm mixed on with three masterpieces in that list. So again, both strong lists. Man, very, very well delivered. Uh, I would, I'm not going to be as eloquent here, but uh, I think as we were getting to the final round of, of picks, I was I was started looking at the list and I was like, oh my God, how do I even fucking pick a winner here? Um, but I do have one and uh, I'm going to be going with Jaren. And this is not just because I haven't seen Elemental. Uh, even the first four films, I think Jaren's just take it above for me because Finding Nemo, I love, but it's not as high on my draft board as some of these other originals like Soul and Wally and Coco. And um, I'm just not as big a Toy Story guy as everyone else. Uh, Toy Story 3 is my favorite Toy Story movie. And I picked the first one because I, I had to, but they've never been <laughs> among the the Pixar films that I've been the most attached to. Uh, number, Mikey got my what might on a, any given day be my favorite Pixar film, The Incredibles. But uh, yeah. Jaren, all four films I love, even Toy Story 4, I was kind of a little shattered when he picked that because beyond that, uh, I wasn't super stoked about anything. Like I, I think I like Jaren's list better than my own list even. So um, <laughs> that that's going to be my vote. So uh, Mikey, you have the floor to close things out. Yeah, look, um, going through Jacob's list, uh, I'm a big fan of uh, all of those films, but none of them uh, make it into my top eight, I don't think. Uh, no, sorry, no, Toy Story does. Toy Story does, but the other Not ones... Not even good lord. Ratatouille's at nine. <laughs> Ratatouille's at nine. I think it's I great. Could, I like, should have I, taken Incredibles first, then I could have snagged Ratatouille <laughs> later. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> but uh, just to... I think turning red does some, yeah, great stuff with the coming of age. And I don't even mind the kaiju stuff at the end. I just find May as a character to not actually learn anything. She starts off mm. not really respecting her parents, and then that's kind of justified by the end. And um, I actually feel like there's a bit of a disrespect of, like, her parents were flawed, but that doesn't mean that May should be praised for her disrespect of them. Uh, and I think that that's just. I think that's that, probably the only issue I had with it too. And that and that just never sat well with me. Um, so uh, yeah, I think looking at Jaron's list, look, he's got Inside Out. It's my favorite Pixar film. It's my third favorite film of all time. Coco, for the longest time, I had ranked above Blade Runner twenty forty nine in my twenty seventeen list of all, mm-hmm. like my best of twenty seventeen. So I it's love incredible. Coco. Um, Wally and Soul, I love. Toy Story 4, I will defend till the end. Yes, Toy Story yep. 3 was the end of Andy's story. Toy Story 4 proved that Woody had more story to tell, and I'm so glad they told it. And so I'm picking Jaren. 
Thank you. Yeah, no, uh, like I said, I think I would even take his over my own because, uh, yeah. <laughs> and it might be a case of where having the first pick really came into play because he was able to get in right before the board got shallow. Um, but this has been a really fun ep, and I think it's just reminded me how great Pixar are when they're firing on all cylinders. So uh, Jaron wins the panel vote once again. Do you have, please don't give a monologue, but do you, do you have any words? No, I've, um, I'm just incredibly humbled to be talking Pixar with Mikey. I'm a big fan of movie Mike um, and his knowledge of uh, Pixar um, is as intimidating as it is impressing. Um, and I'm just a big fan to have him on here talking with us. Um, I am obviously chuffed to uh, win, but again, I think that's only because there's maybe 14 or 13 great ones and I didn't have to pick from, I didn't have to pick the 15 or 14 seed. I think I got lucky with that. Jacob? Yeah. All right. Uh, that's going to be it from us. Mikey, thank you so much for coming aboard. Uh, we were never going to have anyone else but you on this episode. Uh, where can the people find you? Anything you want to plug right now? Yeah, um, so I'm Movie Mike Reviews on Instagram uh, and then Movie Mike 113 on Letterboxd. Uh, I know those links will be uh, in the description for the podcast. Um, so I would love uh, if you want to go and follow me there. Um, I also write for a website called Real Dialogues, but R E E L. Uh, it's a creative film ministry. Um, so that might be worth uh, having a look at. Uh, and the last thing I want to shout out is the really great other Buzz Lightyear film. Uh, that was made in 2000 called Buzz Lightyear of Star Command, The Adventure Begins. If you want to watch a good Lightyear film, go watch that. It's a lot of fun. Yes. Right on. Or watch the first 10 minutes of Toy Story 2. Yeah, yeah. Or Ad Astra. Yeah, I agree with you. Mm, yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah, yeah kind of. Fuck. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's a good point. <laughs> Um, All right. I do need to say, if you want to um, get on the podcast, leave us a five-star review with a quote or a comment on our social media. Um, we've got a comment, and I needed to read this out. Um, he commented on social media, so I'll read it out. So if you've seen us, if you listen to the DC episode, we had a fun anecdote about Blake Battersby's, uh, a um, Zack Snyder's sure. Justice League shirt. Um, we also have a reel with a snippet if you don't if you don't have time to listen to the episode and you just want to see what the hell we're talking about. But um, the uh, the the professor who banned it from the university found our Instagram and commented on it and said he stands by it. So thank you, Tom, from We Made a Thing Studios on Instagram. Really That's appreciate amazing. that. And we stand by it also. Thanks for listening, Tom. <laughs> professor Tom, thank you. And, yeah, thank as you always, you. you can follow the podcast on Instagram at uh, The Film Draft. Uh, every week we'll post uh, a poll for you to vote uh, for the fan vote for the winner of each episode. For the DC episode, Blake, much to our chagrin, won the fan vote. Uh, for his DC list that included shit like Man of Steel and the Snyder Cut because people really love those movies. But uh, look, we he's did a say DC it guy, so I won't be surprised yeah. if Mikey comes out winning the fan vote for Pixar because he's sort of, Big time. you know, got the purest uh, picks. But uh, yeah, that's it from us. You can find me on Instagram at Jacob Watches Films and uh, everything I'm doing there. Subscribe to the podcast on spotify uh we really appreciate everyone listening so far uh jaron anything else before we go no that's about it um i absolutely wrapped great episode fellas uh thank you so much for listening guys tune in next week it's going to be an absolute cracker absolutely i'm going to make them an offer again frankly my dear i don't give a damn oh what a day what a lovely day wait around the station a few times Assemble. With the first pick in the draft, 